0: lot talk radio
1: Hey and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. I'm your host Barbara Barnett, executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine proprietress and publisher of Let's Talk TV, the TV blog, and also publisher of the new blog that's launching, um officially formally launching, called Granny Centric, which will be launching this week. Um, we are brought to you tonight by Wireless One Marketing. For all of your app needs, please give them a jingle. You can find them on my site, which is Let's Talk TV com, in the right hand side and we're also brought to you this week by Chasing Zebras the unofficial guide to house um, which has been out now for three years and doing very well out there so pick up a copy today I've noticed people have been buying it lately I wonder if house is kind of on um new on one of the networks you know one of the cable networks because I've noticed people have been buying it from Amazon so I'm like yay so um all kinds of good stuff are happening this week how are you guys Chrissy we're joined of course tonight by Chrissy our heart Chrissy how are you Chrissy
0: hi I'm good how are you guys
1: good good and by Jerome Wetzel TV um how are you Jimmy hi I'm how are you Good, good. So we have all been going crazy, like watching all the premieres of everything, which is way cool. Oh my god, cool. I'm so busy. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and in all of the middle of all of this, last week I got the um, Comcast Xfinity X One platform for my TV, mm-hmm. which which is really way cool. I love it. The thing I love most about it is because I can never remember what the high def channels are. So if I turn on like our local ABC station, and it says we notice that it, we notice that you have a high definition TV, would you like to watch the high def channel? I'm like yeah, sure. So I don't have to remember that it's channel 187, um, which is good. Um, and then if I'm watching, we were watching the football game, and it says, do you want to uh, have the score scroll? You know, you can invoke that, and then in the corner of the right-hand corner of the TV, you get all the scores, and they just sort of keep going in a scroll. So that's kind of cool. I have there's lots of cool things about it, um, and I've been a TiVo devotee for years, and uh, thought I would try this, and I it's um, so far I'm liking it a lot. Um, so anyway, so that's so I've got stuff on my DVR, which is fun. Ah. <sighs> so where to begin? Oh my gosh. Jimmy I don't did you
0: know, see, man.
1: <laughs> did you see the Jimmy, did you see the um Once Upon a Time premiere last night? Oh yeah. yeah Okay. I sure did. Good, good. Good good. I but think I have won up to you because 'cause I've seen the uh I've seen next week's episode. Too. I know.
2: I saw <sighs> it. Yeah, I saw oh. it was posted and I just uh there were just too many premieres last night to take the time to watch two episodes.
1: Yeah, well, I watched it. I think they they finally, I finally got um, not annoyed, but I got like, okay, so when are they going to do this? So I emailed Jeff Fortas, like, I think it was Wednesday, and I said, okay, Mm -hmm. Jeff, tell me, are we going to get? For once upon a time, so I can write an article, <laughs> and um, he, he he wrote me. It was well, must have been like two o'clock in the morning. Um, he emailed me and he says, "Yes, yes, tomorrow I promise I'll be up." <laughs> so um, so Thursday right away. I this, uh,
2: sorry, I was gonna say they haven't posted scandal yet, and now Thursday. At least they haven't as of yesterday. So yeah, yeah they, it's weird, kind of us wait.
1: But I have to say, I mean, ABC is better about it than um, either NBC or CBS. And Fox is the best of all because they they put everything out there, and I love that. And but but uh, NBC has been very stingy, not putting spoilers out. They put out electronic. Yeah, they put out electronic press kits, but they don't put out screeners. So it makes it really hard to see stuff in advance. Um, now I think this is probably the last once upon a time we'll see on a screener for a while. So, um, but you, Do you never know. Show? Hmm. The first yeah. two episodes, this yeah. The first two Maybe.
2: Yeah, so I'm sorry. NBC had their pilots up, but there wasn't much other than that, other than yeah. know, a couple extra episodes of Michael J. Fox and Sean Hayes.
1: Right, right, right. So, okay, so let's do, let's kind of get out of the way Um, so, some of the other TV things. People are tweeting it. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Raisa. Everyone's tweeting the show. So come on, come on in and and join the fun. And and of course, you can always call in once we get to the Once Upon a Time discussion, or or even not even before that. The number is seven one eight three zero five six nine eight two. Or join us here in the chat room. So okay. So what are the best? What what have you guys watched? I'll 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 let you go. Oh <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> everything. Yeah, you <laughs> okay. can.
0: probably watch more than me, but okay. But I don't know. Uh, what have I seen? I saw Revolution.
1: What'd you think? hmm
0: I liked it. I did. I liked it. it seems more streamlined. If they were all in one location, yeah. it was a little easier to follow. Um, you know, I mean, basically, I mean, I'm anxious to see this week's episode. Actually, mm-hmm. to see yeah, where they go how this is all going to play out. I don't know, but um, Yeah,
1: I really yeah. think Stephen Collins is a great addition to the cast. Yeah, and I love his definitely. I love that what's coming out about um, Miles's background.
0: Yes, which is really mm. interesting to have. There's to a
1: lot have, of tension between the two men, obviously.
0: Totally. And it's going to be really interesting
1: to see what they do with all this because especially,
0: you know, like Miles is supposed to be the good guy. I mean, at least he yeah, thinks he is. But he's, dark, but he's really you know? not. He's, he's you know he really got this horrible oh, past,
1: really. But and you know he, what? You know, I love done. that. I love that. That that actually right. makes for a great I mean, there he's like a classic Byronic hero. He's yes. got a trouble he's troubled, and he's got a difficult to reconcile past, he's very right. really smart, he's brooding, he's he's really got the makings of a really good Byronic hero. Um yes. and I would say that House was a great Byronic hero. Um, yes. you know people who have a little bit of a difficulty, you know Rumple is a great byronic hero, oh yeah, I
0: um you know
1: so I, I like that that intrigues me i like I like conflicted, tormented characters with pasts that they're right. trying to overcome much better than good guys, you know conventional it, heroes,
0: and plus, I think it's good for the obviously the actor I mean Billy Burke is such a great oh, actor, yeah. so yeah, I' happy terrific that actor. getting. Yeah, he's getting some meaty stuff now, which you know yeah, I think
1: definitely need to see that. More
0: so than yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I like all the physicality of the show and everything, but I mean I like to see the struggle within as well.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so uh Revolution is a definitely thumbs up. Thumbs up Chrissy, thumbs up yep. me. What about you, Jimmy? Thumbs up, thumbs down?
2: Um, yeah, I mean I'm so I, I don't think it really fixed a lot of its weaknesses. I I feel like it's still kind of at the same level where it was, you know. um, I didn't like that they sent Charlie off on her own little mission because I don't want any more focus on her. Uh, I do like Stephen Collins, I agree. And, you know, I just – I'm afraid that they're going to trap Billy Burke in that town and make Miles like the sheriff. And uh, I just Eh. don't want to see that.
1: Nah, I I want him to stay. I want to keep him conflicted um, and struggling. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Agents
0: of Shield was better than I thought it. Awesome. Was be. I
2: yeah. I didn't
0: know. I like like you said. Well, we were talking earlier. I was talking with you, Barbara, and I was just like, I don't know. You know, I didn't know if I was going to like it either. But it actually did. Yeah, you know, did. Really? I wasn't yeah, crazy
1: about. I wasn't crazy about the
0: it yeah, well, I like the Avengers, but it was like I didn't know if it was going to really translate very well on television. Yeah, you and, and you mean? really
1: don't you really don't need to know the Avengers to watch this, which is cool. Right. Um I didn't care for the Avengers. I mean, there were parts of it I liked and parts of it I didn't like. And oh. um but but I really liked I liked Agents of Shield a lot. I liked the premise that yeah. you you're you're actually not sure who the good guys are. Right. And and I really like that. Um, and Joss Whedon, I mean, it's got wonderful Joss Whedon wow. writing. Of course. Oh, yeah.
0: And, Absolutely. I mean, you knew it was going to be halfway deep. I mean, if he's involved in the project. Yeah. Just like, you know. And he's got uh, a
2: couple of his alumni. Yeah, in, okay. Ron Glass. And, yes. Yeah, I and know.
1: Through. Ron Glass, yay, from Firefly. But, hey, from Barney Miller. I mean,
2: well, I've oh, always Barney liked Barney Miller, wow. Well.
1: Well. Barney Miller. It yeah. seemed like
2: they were setting something up with Ron Glass and uh, Kobe Smolders or whatever her name is from How I Met Your Mother. Well, like, uh-huh. I know she can't do full time because she spends another season of How I Met Your Mother in her contract, but it seemed like there might be a, an arc there in finding out what really happened with Colson. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I mean, Ultimately, I think anything that like if Joss Whedon is involved,
1: it's like if Jane Simpson is involved, you know, it's going to be,
0: it's going to be pretty good.
1: I yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've I've definitely that's definitely on my DVR. Um. So that's good. And then we've got. Um, oh. Oh. Okay. So hold on. I'm not. I know what you want to talk about next, but I'm going to mention. <laughs> uh, I'm going to mention Elementary. So, did um, you see that? We haven't seen it yet, no. Okay, Jimmy, did you
2: see Elementary? Oh, yeah, I did. What did you think? I mean, I, I liked the parts of Mycroft. Uh, I thought him and Lucy Liu had an interesting uh, I did. talk there. And um, I liked finding out about how Sherlock had no friends before Watson. Like, I thought there was some yeah. good stuff to explore there. But I also felt like it should have been a two-parter so they could take more time with that instead of just cramming it in around the case of the week stuff. That yeah, was kind of frustrating I yeah. it's that
1: yeah.
2: same procedural well, stuff.
1: I, and I love Reese Ifans. Um, mm-hmm. he's, got, he's got a Robert Carlisle connection because he's done at least two movies with, with uh, Carlyle, so that I've seen him in that nobody's seen. I guarantee you nobody that's listening to see <laughs> these movies. Once is, one is called Once Upon a Time in the Midlands. Not to be confused that a with Once Upon a time. time. Not to oh. be confused with Once Upon a Time. This is this is a a spaghetti western set in uh, like northern England. Um, it's very it's it's like a spaghetti western thing, and uh, it's it's really strange. And and Scott Carlisle and, and Reese Ifans are both vying for the same woman. And um Carlyle plays a bad is kind of like this bad kind of um oh like bad character. He's not evil. He's just not very nice. Ha yeah. huh? Katie says I've seen once upon a time in the Midlands and it's got and Shirley Henderson is in it and Shirley Henderson is always wonderful. Um she's got great chemistry with Robert Carlyle, especially from back in the Hamish Macbeth days. But anyway, so Reese Isons was in that, and he was in another movie called um, Formula 51, or also called The 51st State, which has an amazing cast that included – Katie, did you see that one? That has in it Samuel L. Jackson, Emily Mortimer, Reese Ithens, um, Robert Carlyle, and a whole bunch of other people who are really good. And it just was not a very good movie, unfortunately. But a great cast. Anyway, he was in that. But I re- and of course he was in the Amazing Spider-Man, which I really enjoyed watching. But so so Mycroft. See, to me, Mycroft is Stephen Fry. I mean, there's nobody else that can be Mycroft except for Stephen Fry. Full stop. I'm hearing
2: silence from you guys.
1: <laughs> I haven't
2: seen I haven't seen Stephen Fry play him, so
1: I haven't but yeah, like made for it. See the thing about the thing about um, Stephen Fry. I mean, the thing about Mycroft is that he is he's he's a spy. I mean, he's brilliant, mm-hmm. and I didn't get that from this Mycroft. I guess maybe that was why I was disappointed, but I really liked it. Um, like you, Jimmy, I thought it was too much around the procedural and they kind of did quick work with Lestrade. And um mm-hmm. Oh Katie agrees. Okay, yes, thank you, Katie. Great scenes there <laughs> between Carlisle and Emily Mortimer, however, in that movie, if you uh, uh, like that sort of thing. Um, yes. Um anyway, um yeah, I thought, you know, I, I wanted to have m- more of Lestrade. I mean Lestrade who is, you know, sort of the, I mean, you know who Lestrade is in the Sherlock Holmes novels, guys? He's kind of no, this. Yeah, I, I
2: haven't read the novels, unfortunately.
1: Okay, so he's kind of the yeah, cop who gives, um, you know what Gregson is in the show? Mm-hmm. It Les, was Lestrade in the novel. Oh,
3: okay, gotcha. Okay, That's so I, I, since, yeah,
1: yeah. But I, I didn't really like that touch of it. But but I liked it. I mean, I, I like you, Chrissy. I really like the scenes between Mycroft and Watson. I thought those were really yeah. good. Um, exactly. But I would like to have seen it be a little bit more, you know, spread out. Um, we are, by the way, tonight doing a ninety-minute show, guys. So, um, so don't worry; we will get. We'll have plenty of time for Once Upon a Time. There's so much to talk about. Um, oh God, okay, yeah. so then I know Chrissy; you're really hot on, uh, in many ways, on Sleepy I'm Hollow. Hot, hot. 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 Yes. hot is, yes, yes. Hot is on on one like Ichabod one Ichabod Crane. Scanning
0: the flame. Scanning. I'm telling you that whoever cat did the casting. Of him. And I will say, Todd Meisen, he is. He is. He's the reason. I mean, all I can say is, oh my God, I like, I like, I have watched the premiere and the second episode four times a piece. I mean, I love this show. I love it because, well, not only is he, you know, nice to look at and, you know, he is, he got years, you know, he's just, <laughs> and the accent, the whole thing, and the, and the chemistry between. Tim and Lieutenant, uh, whatever, Abby, whatever, I can't remember really think of her last name. Lieutenant Abby, Mills. we'll
1: call her Abby. Uh,
0: yeah, I just, oh, my God, I am just loving it. And But you know what, I, I I also love the fact that they really actually thought about this plot. They thought about, they. it so far it seems that they've actually thought the whole thing out. So they didn't have, yeah. like, a pilot where, Oh my God! Okay, now we we got picked up, so now we have to think of what we're doing. I mean, the whole thing about the four yeah the the four horsemen coming back, the headless horsemen is supposed to be dead. They are the witnesses. It's all you know. It goes back to the Revelation. And I also, you know, I'm such a dumbass, but like I didn't realize I had no idea that that there really was an Ichabod Crane. Oh well, I mean, Washington, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, well, Ichabod Crane. No, I mean the 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 short story, um, by Washington yeah. Irving, it, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I mean, it's a, it's, a, right. it's, a, yeah, um, it, and I mean, it, it's a, it's a great short story. They take some liberties <laughs> with it. Yeah, um, some. <laughs> yeah, a few. Huh? <laughs> um I mean, okay. I watch. I I, I read the. The uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, I think, when I was about 10. And I'm, you know, must have been. It may have even been a graphic novel, but um, I remember reading it. It was in that period where, you know, everyone was in junior great books, and that was one of the junior great books. (laughs) Right. Even though it was a short (laughs) story. Um, But, you know, and I like it. My only quibble with it is they do make him a little too modern. He sounds a little too modern and being someone, and I'm going to be like a little bit of a snob here, I suppose um, (laughs) being someone who's just finished writing a novel where I have a character characters who live both in contemporary times and are um, uh, people of the early 19th century and even further back with one of the characters and making them sound authentic is really important to me. And yeah. they just, he just doesn't quite sound authentic. By the way, speaking of which, speaking of, uh, Apothecary's curse. Okay. It's going out to publishers like in the next week. So I'm very excited. Cool. Congrats. My agent my agent has it. It's done. It's finished. I haven't looked at it in five days. <sighs> now we wait.
0: <laughs> Are we you wait sure you're not going to look at it again? Because I know. I'm
1: not. About I'm it. done. <laughs> no, know, get, okay, no, done. my agent. She agent like I will, can't. She will shoot me. No, she'll shoot me. <laughs> I actually realized as I was reading something that um, I had the wrong kind of tree on the cover of the book that's in the book. And I had to change it to a hawthorn tree because the legend of Thomas the Rhymer is like is about a hawthorn tree, not about a hazel tree. So I had to change that.
0: And oh then I also
1: called Darwin's – I said Darwin's turtles and not Darwin's tortoises somewhere in the book. And my husband caught that. And he says, oh, it's tortoises, good. not turtles. And I'm like, oopsie. So, um, so I corrected those things. And other than that, I mean, she's like, yep, it's ready. It's done. Do not look at it again. So now I'm working on three other projects: so um, uh, two proposals and another novel. So <sighs> grass does not grow green. Uh, the grass does not uh, wilt under my feet, or whatever that thing is. Um, I
0: don't know. Anyway, so. But anyway, so so yeah. So but but <laughs> Hall. I mean, like I basically uh, I I do agree with that, but I think that because he's got the English yeah. accent, people overlook that. Yeah, <laughs> they
1: do. Okay, I'll, I I'll buy
0: that. But I will say, okay, and I got and I understood what you were talking about. I, last time we talked briefly, or no, you said that you'd seen the first episode, I think, Jimmy, and you said that you felt like, you know, they should have done a little bit more as far as him being all kind of freaked out by modern-day stuff. The one scene that really bothered me, and I, I know it's stupid, but when, when he's in the car with Abby, and they're passing the Starbucks, right? And he's like, Oh, that used to be a li a livery or a livery, whatever table, whatever. And livery livery, thank you. Livery. And and he's like and he and she's like, Well, it's a Starbucks now. He should have turned and said, Well what do you mean a Starbucks? Like right. he should have said something like, What is a Starbucks? A Starbucks or referred it back to whatever a Starbucks would
1: have meant back Yeah, I mean, I and I think that that's it's what I meant. I mean, that's that's actually another segment part of what I was saying is they've yeah. made him too adapted too easily
3: to modernity.
1: Yeah. So um, right. I don't know. I, I I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to keep watching it. It's on my D, it's ping DVR as we oh, speak. Yeah
0: i be tweeting
1: um, live tonight,
0: everyone, off of the West Coast hearing <laughs> <feeding live>.
1: anyway. <laughs> um, I'll be out there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Anything else? Any other shows that you guys are watching that you're particularly hot on before oh. we go to the topic du jour, which is Once Upon a Time?
0: I have to mention. Had, this. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes? Jimmy, Jimmy go, go ahead.
2: I we had two big series finales in the last yes, eight sir. days. We did. Breaking Bad and Dexter. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was just going to mention Dexter, because I'm really pissed about it. <laughs>
2: oh, Dexter was horrible. People. It was oh, my the worst Thank series finale I've seen in forever. Thank you.
0: Oh, my Thank God. God. Worst thing to the I... No, 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 no. No, this is like, this is like, what F moment. Seriously, I was I was on Twitter. I, was, I just watched it uh, on Facebook. Saturday night, I think, it or yeah, Saturday night. I finally caught up, and I was, and I finally watched it. And I'm on Twitter. I'm like, "Are you for real? Like, seriously? Like, like, first of all, okay, Deb is shot, right?
1: Right. At the mm-hmm. at the end of the, mm-hmm. the announcement episode, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, this is it made mean, no sense whatsoever. Like, it would have been like I, just the way I had it in my head, the way it should have gone was that Saxon turns the tables, you know, I think that that uh, Dexter should have had everything set up, Lord is prayed to his thing and then Saxon turns the tables on Dexter. He ends up on the table in plastic and ends up getting killed in the same manner in which he's killed everyone else. And that Deb should have lived and should have married whatever his name was. I can't think of his name. The hot, you know, detective. And that right. Hannah Hannah went off with and would have um, and would take care of um, uh, Harrison. I mean, I feel like, okay, so she he dumps his sister into the ocean. Okay, first of all, nobody knows that he was going to do that. So nobody knows that she's dived because of that. Dumps her in the ocean and then shows up. And nobody stopped
2: him, like carrying her out in front of everybody.
0: Yeah, it was so unrealistic but I was just like, oh, my God, is this for real? Is this Like, I kept thinking, okay, is he just dreaming this? Like, I really, literally was thinking, you know, he's on a table, he's got to wake up. And then to see him in some logging town, alive, really, I mean, I get that he's... Yeah, I mean, there was no load. way
2: for him to survive the boat thing, and it completely negates, like, the ending they gave him yeah. to show him survive it somehow. Right. And,
0: yeah, and the whole... The whole entire show, the whole entire series, it it just did not. It should have been an, you know, it should have been like an ironic twist ending, you know, to bring the whole series to a close in a manner in which maybe his secret
2: in. would come out. You know, that's what I was looking for. Nobody ever found out his secret. Nobody
0: ever. Yeah, and I'm like, we never saw, you know, any of the M- Miami PD. We never saw anybody else, you know, at the, you know, towards the and end of the And they family. never tied never
2: up anybody. any of the supporting characters' plots. They just left yeah. them where they were. Like the whole Masuka and his daughter thing, they'd been up all season. It's like not even well, yeah. part of the finale. Okay, so no weird. I feel like they should have
0: done it. A- they should have done like a two-hour episode, and they should have just done it justice. I felt like it wasn't done yeah. justice. Yeah, a lot it. of
1: people are really upset about it, but on the other hand, people saying we're saying that the Breaking Bad finale was fabulous.
2: That's the yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so I am disappointed we didn't get to see like uh, Skyler and Jesse and how they end up down the road. But at the same time, it was Walt's story, so right. I. I, you can't rob the final scene of being of Walt. And his his uh, ending was absolutely perfect. I mean, he took down who he needed to take down. He had a powerful scene with Jesse. And then he died the way he should have died, I thought. Right, right, right. But
0: she, you know, it's just, uh, anyway.
2: <laughs> so so are we
1: ready and to Jessie talk about... And Jesse even got
2: to strangle stupid little Todd. <laughs>
1: <Aww>. <laughs> so are we ready to talk about Once Upon a Time? I'm sure. ready. So, I want as I said, I watched the um the pr- I I've watched the two first two episodes. And when I first watched them, um I really episode 1, the premiere didn't impress me as much as episode 2. And I think that still holds true. But when I watched it again, and maybe because I was, my expectations were different or whatever, but when I watched it again, I thought, wow, what a great season premiere it was. Um, I really liked it. What do you think? I, I, what What do you guys think?
2: Highlights. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead, Jimmy. You go first. Well, yeah, I,
2: I definitely liked it. I thought it refocused on the characters that were important. There yeah. were good moments for each of them. And they really introduced Neverland in an interesting way. Like, it was, I I saw it coming from a mile away the second, like, the boy grabbed Henry and tried to run him away that that was actually Pan. But even knowing, like, even figuring that out, it still played out really cool. And it kind of reset the story again to focus on Henry and Emma, which is what it should be focused on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, yeah. And I mean, I, I absolutely, I thought it was. It was. I enjoyed it much better than the season two premiere. I mean, much better.
1: Yeah. Oh, I. Now. I agree. I agree. And,
0: and and I mean the fact that tomorrow and Greg. Thank you to uh, Adam and Eddie because they actually listened to the fans. They they we, they actually heard us and did something about it. Because I'm so glad that you know within the first five minutes they're out of there. You know and
1: and and the yeah. whole thing was Yeah. I. You know. People ask me that, you know, it's funny because people were saying there are rumors around that that Rumpel does a really bad thing. And I'm like, well, I mean, that was the only bad thing that I could (laughs) think of. And I was like, well, you know, is it a bad thing? (laughs) My husband was watching it with me um, when I was watching it. uh, I think it was the second time before it aired. And he said, wow, that wasn't a, a that was a pretty nasty thing. I said, honey, we're talking about Rumpelstiltskin. And besides, I'm really happy to see them go, and she was going to die anyway. Right, right. Exactly. And
0: I'm glad that he did that, actually. I thought that... Oh, I am, too. They're
1: done with this storyline. My my goodness. Thank God,
0: I mean... Wacky
1: storyline. That whole
0: storyline was just like, okay. And then I thought it was hilarious, though, when Henry's like, you didn't bother to ask, like, how are you going to get home without magic? (laughs) If they get rid of the magic. Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't ask questions, really. I okay, so hang on
2: because they were zealots. They were taught to. They were fighting for something they strongly believed in, and allowed them to be manip- manipulated and fooled.
1: Right. So hang so on, guys, because I'm going to bring I'm going to bring Zach Van Norman in oh, okay. from the Once Upon a Fan site in the UK. Except he's in oh, Seattle. Okay. Everyone's in Seattle. Yay, Seattle. Okay, I'm assuming this is Zach. Hi, Zach. Hi. Hi. How, How Zach? are you? I got your tweet. I'm great. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. You here to okay. talk about the the season premiere?
4: Oh, absolument, madame.
1: Okay. So it was pretty awesome. I think it was really awesome, to be
4: honest. I really thought it was a return to form, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it was. It really you was, know, like, once on top of its game.
1: Um, okay, so I want to direct this this conversation since it's between so many people, and I will bring Meredith into the conversation too. So no, it's going to be so many, so many Seattle people. Gosh,
0: Yay, three Seattle, Seattle people.
1: Oh my gosh. And <sighs> um, go see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys Rock. like in, a, in the middle of a typhoon right now.
0: Yeah, um, I know it was awful yesterday. Yeah.
1: I know my my daughter said her power.
0: Actually,
1: but yeah. Oh really? My daughter said the power yeah. was out yesterday at her house. Yep.
0: Um,
1: okay, so this is the thing. okay. So I want to direct this kind of based on the critique that I did of last night's episode, um, and I thought a lot about it. And um, you know, I keep thinking, and, and I'm going to put my clergy hat on. There's a and 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 I'm and I'm saying this, and I was thinking about this because I know Kitsis and Horowitz are Jewish. And there's a there's a concept in Judaism that you, each person has within them um an inclination to do good and an inclination to do bad. And the concept goes that you actually need to have both in order to function. And that society needs both in order to function, but but each individual needs both because without a, an inclination to do bad or to be self-serving, you end up with no ambition and no drive. And without that inclination to do good, you end up being evil. So I really think that this um, this episode, in a lot of ways, played with that idea. And I don't know that they did. I doubt they did it intentionally. Um, but I think it's really interesting to see. You have people, you have Charming and Snow White, who are good. You know, they're good, good. They are so good that they are really boring sometimes. <laughs> and and then on the right, and then on the other end you have um Regina who's really kind of returned to her she's she's embracing her evil side again. Um and you have this sort of interplay with good and with bad. And um so what I said was and I'm going to quote myself so forgive me for doing that um both the eternally optimistic heroes and the cynical bitter, bitter anti-heroes and villains are all needed to defeat Peter Pan so so Snow and Charming by themselves probably couldn't do it and neither can Regina or Rumpel. so belief without skepticism like and and then I thought that one of the things they also played with, with this idea of of pure belief versus cynicism, was you have Greg and Tamara, and I love this, and I thought it was almost like political commentary, belief without skepticism, like Tamara and Greg, uh like cynicism without and like cynicism and lack of belief in anything, like Emma in the old days or Regina on her not-so-good days, or Rumpel in the early days of the Dark One, is also inadequate. But one of the things that I thought about Greg and Tamara is that that the show sort of used them as a metaphor to show how dangerous that sort of mindset is in society. Blind allegiance and Mm -hmm. what they represent um, is, to me, I thought that was a really interesting thing. Did you guys pick up on that at all?
2: That's yeah, I, mean. I, I definitely felt that as well. I agree with what you just said.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. I thought that was a really interesting little commentary that, um, you know, you have too many people who blindly will follow and believe anything and never question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, wow. you know. But you they're know, not
0: allowed to question, too. I mean, there's that.
1: Well, but they have their own anti-magic, you know, anti-magic, you could substitute anti-intellectual, anti-science in there as well, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it's and, and that also goes along with what Rumpel says about imagination. Belief without imagination is a dangerous combination because without imagination, zealous believers are mindless drones who only know how to obey orders without any regard to morality. So I think that that really played in their death and their being so unquestioning and having it come up and bite them in the ass or in the heart, as it were. Um, I think it's a really important thing to say uh, that, that Kisses and Horowitz had to say. Yeah. So, um, But I thought that, that there was a lot of depth to this episode. And I, that was something I found last year that there was lacking too often was a lot of depth. So mm-hmm. let's kind of get yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so okay but I do want to have a really shallow note first before we get into the deep stuff.
0: <laughs>
1: are you ready for my
0: shallow it. bit?
4: Yeah.
1: You think you know?
0: Oh, you're probably okay, a shallow thing, right? Baby, so. I
4: can only imagine <laughs> knowing people who are on the show and who you happen to be fans of. I can only imagine, <laughs> yeah. Barbara. I know
0: exactly <laughs> what
1: oh, you're gonna no say. We just <laughs> okay. So Zach, what, what what do you what? Pray tell, do you think I'm going to say? Well, I would,
4: I, I would perhaps think it's about, well, I know that my own personal opinion has to do with Mr. Carlisle and the costuming choices this week.
0: Yes. Um,
4: I think and they were hair. pretty spot on. Perhaps, uh, and yeah. And there. They were,
1: being longer. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and yeah. 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 I we, we, I, we, I, use the word dashing. He cuts a dashing it's figure. It's
4: quite dashing, as a matter of fact, yes. Dashing, dashing
1: and debonair. <laughs> that, not debonair. No, 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 not debonair debonair no, 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 no. That would be that would be more. Hook. I was teasing about you. that. I that's was, no, no. You know, Hook, yes. Hook and, is sort of like the debonair one.
0: And, and can I just say, since you brought up Hook, that <laughs> I was happy to see that well, he he actually seems to not be a jack, <laughs> much of a jerk as he yeah. well, has been a jerk. I I like that that scene with him and and Emma. I love that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I think they're trying to rehabilitate him. I mean, he's such a popular character now.
0: Yeah, and I really think
1: they're trying to rebuild. You know, in a way, I think they tried to do that with Rumple too, and successfully, I might add, um, because he is such a popular character. And Hook, they they want to redeem him and they want to rehabilitate him. And um, I think that there's going to be once once Balefire is returned to yeah. uh, Gang, there's going to be quite the triangle going on there. I think. Yeah,
0: I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm all for that because I mean I love all that stuff anyway. But I mean I ultimately, of course, I want her with Neil. I mean because you know Neil. Is yeah. The service. But I love I like I like the way that Hook is always you know flirting with Emma, and all of his innuendos, and, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, his
4: line last night was so funny, when he was like, I actually quite fancy you when you're not yelling at yeah. me. Yeah. like, I thought that I was hilarious. I, was so <laughs> I love that line. That was a great line. I love
0: that. There,
4: I know. Was so much, there was so much great dialogue last night for everybody. Oh, my gosh. It was just one thing yeah. after another. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It Oh. It, was, it yeah. was really, really. and and, uh, well, we were well, Barbara and I. We were talking earlier about you know when Rumple gets the doll or the the toy, whatever. Mm-hmm. What is that? I guess you would okay.
4: call it. Like, so voodoo doll yeah, it looks like a, a doll. doll to
1: me. It's, it's a doll. Uh, yeah. It's not. I can, it's it's a doll. I can. tell you this. I can tell you this without spoiling it. It's not a voodoo doll.
2: It's a okay. doll. Okay.
1: Yeah. And it is I, an I, item of. Great emotional significance to him, which oh, we so will they find- actually say what it is? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we'll find out next episode what it is. Oh, that's oh good. I thought
4: maybe they were going to make us wait until like the fourth episode. I think oh, I know no, 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 there, no, no. we'll, we'll find
1: out. We'll find out its origin, but we'll we'll also. I have a feeling that Doll's going to be around for a while. Um yeah. you know, I, I can't again I can't really spoil the next episode. But oh, yeah, I no. think I think that, that doll is gonna be plaguing um Rumpel for a while.
0: Yeah. And I mean mm. he just completely broke down. I was shocked really. Yeah, I mean, and there's happened. a
1: really, really, really good reason for it. Um yeah. that we'll find out next episode too. Um <laughs> Yeah.
0: and it it was just really it was just so it was just crazy to see him in such you know he wasn't too happy to have to introduce himself as rumple too <laughs> he had a little the little hand motion i like you know, that Mount oh yeah that was, was great like, that, that was great like, okay, whatever
1: you know it's like okay whatever yeah. like whatever. it was like uh it was like the secret hand signal it's like okay yeah. fine we've been there done yeah. it okay Absolutely. but i want to i want to bring up something um that um Chrissy and I were talking about a little bit um, regarding, oh, yeah. you know, Rumpel having been on, uh, been in Neverland before. I don't think it's any secret at this point. It's quite obvious that he's been there before. Um, and that is, um, and I'm going to try to do this without spoiling anything. Um, and if I start to say something that's a spoiler and I stop myself, oh. forgive me. Um, They're sure, all
0: yelling. What you. happens when I know
1: things? <laughs> Um, but it's clear that, um, that, uh, oh, I'm getting, we're getting tweeted here. You've got to, the, 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 okay. We'll, we'll get to the meme in a minute. Um, <laughs> oh my God, it's The best meme ever. Okay. Go on,
3: Barbara.
0: <laughs> I know, I know that was awesome. So,
1: so it's okay. very clear that Rumpel has been touched by magic long before, He became the dark one. Right. And that dawned on me. And I was like, wait a second. So he was in this magical world where imagination and belief are really, really important. And it's a magical world. And so when he's Rumpel, you know, back in the days of the Ogre War and, you know, and all of that. I mean, I wonder. I have to wonder how much of who he was before he was the Dark One was influenced by his time in Neverland.
0: Right. And then, and, and then my thought, and then my thought on that was was the fact that what you know, we don't really you know think about it. The Dark One, whoever, whatever the guy was that was the Dark One before Rumpel, did he know? Cool. Could he have known of Rumple that he was a lost boy, that he was touched by magic already, and could he have manipulated the situation uh, and the circumstances for which then Rumple decides he wants to be the Dark One? I mean, he's,
1: right? You know, was he was he vulnerable?
0: Yeah, was he vulnerable?
4: Sorry, right, Zach, what were you going to say? Well, I have a, it's so funny that we're talking about this. I have a whole theory about this subject, actually. I think that Rumpel's powers came from Neverland because they're the, you know, they're the dark powers and it's like the shadow is there too. So I think that they're related because in the first season when Balefire is about, when he's talking to the Blue Fairy about the, the getting the bean and everything, she tells right. him that the dark powers are not from their world. She says that, but they don't belong there. And I think that mm. they came from Neverland is my idea. That's what I think. I think it has to do with the shadow.
1: Well, I like you know, that. it's interesting. Uh-huh. Um, next Sunday, there's something to do yeah. with the shadow. There's a shadow. There's a, there's a shadow moment. There's a major there's, well, shadow, the shadow moment. the shadow
4: moment. This week was insane. I mean, it's not like I liked Greg or anything, but I was a little but surprised geez. to see what happened. Oh, today. no,
1: no, no. There's, so, an, there's like. very, very cool, it is. very bizarre, very weird very compelling poignant shadow moment have i intrigued you yet
4: <laughs> oh yeah i'm I'm very intrigued
1: um yeah so um so oh i know a lot of people were listening in tonight as long as we're talking about rumple now we're going to go on to the other characters we're not going to only talk about rumple um okay. guys... oh
4: god you didn't talk about emma yet did you did I no, 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 no.
1: no. We're going to talk about we're going to we're going to talk about everybody. Um, but I have to say, everybody was sort of uh, tweeting me and emailing me, and messaging me um, over the last <laughs> couple of days about when are we going to see Belle. So, um oh, yeah. And so we will be seeing Belle next week, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a glorious segment. I don't want to say scene because it's actually wait. more than a scene. It's more than a scene. Um, it is a glorious moment. It is beautiful and it is scary and it is poignant and it is, um, it's great. It's a, it's an incredible moment for Rumple, and um, it really, I think it sets up a lot of stuff for him um, for the coming arc. So, um, it's not a real, you know, it's like everyone, I was like really, when, uh, Miller's daughter was on, I was like, oh, what a great scene there's going to be between Belle and, and Rumpel. And it was a really short scene. Um, and I told people it was going to be a short scene. This is not a short scene. This is a lengthy scene. It's going to be, so, we needed it to. I mean, us rumble fans deserve it. Yeah. And, 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 and every, Yeah. 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 You know, there's a shocking moment in it. Um, but um, rather shocking moment, but it's short lived and uh, not to worry, um, but it's, it's a really great scene. So, okay, so let's go back. And I want to talk about, because as somebody said, I think it might've been you, Zach, it might've been Jimmy, one of the guys um, said that this was really a resetting of the story. And in a lot of ways, it really was. And I want to talk about each of the, uh, each of the characters and where they are at this point. So, um, and and one of the things um, that I really think is that this season of Once Upon a Time, and I think this is the point of bringing them to Neverland, is about each of the main cast, uh, the, the central characters, and I would say the five central characters because now we have, but now we have to add Hook because yeah. he's kind of insinuated himself into the central cast, I suppose. Um, which is fun. Which, which is, is okay. For me. Which is yeah, I too. like and, I, and I'm going to add Balefire to this, and I'm going to add yeah. Henry, well, not Henry so much, but, but the adults, and I'm going to add Balefire to this, too. Yeah. So I think this season of Once Upon a Time is going to be about each of the main cast finding his or her true self. And I think yeah. that It's necessary for them to find who they are, find their true self, come to grips with their own pasts, and either accept those pasts or toss them aside or ignore them. But they have to confront their pasts in order to move forward and save Henry. And I think that's that's really – each is on a journey of self-discovery. Because right. and, it, and it's really like Rumpel says to Emma on the ship, which is a fabulous scene, that they need to find the ability to believe in themselves yeah. in mm, order yeah. for them to understand their own destinies. And if they don't understand themselves, they don't believe in themselves, and Rumpel says to Emma, well, you can't do this because you don't believe in your parents. You don't even believe in yourself. You don't believe in magic. You don't believe in your parents. You don't believe in yourself. How can you come to this world and come to this world where imagination and belief are what it's all about? And then he vanishes um, and does his own thing, which I'll talk about a little later. Um, But I think this is a really important thing. and, And I think, you know, as the first season was, you know, these these were separate characters. You had the fairy tale line character and the storybook character. In season two, they were both, right? right. Season three is very much, and I think, I think Eddie and Adam may have actually said this to me or to someone, um, that this is really the season where each character is going to have to decide and find out who they really are inside. Right. And so I think that that's a really powerful way to start the season. So I want to talk about take the time because we've got lots of time. Um and I don't want to rush through this and I'm like delighted that we have so many people in the uh in the room right now in the chat room right now and listening online. Um but I want to go through each and I'm going to actually going to bring Meredith on the line as well. So let's see if I can actually have, like, six people on the line all (laughs) together. I've never tried this before, so hopefully I won't bomb out the entire show. It's an
0: interesting concept. It's it's
1: an experiment. Okay, so hang on, guys. Meredith, are you there?
3: Yes, I am. So we now have
1: five five people talking all at once. Wow, (laughs) is that scary?
3: (laughs) Hopefully not all at once.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is like a real party. Hey, you know what? Actually, it should be a party. You know why it should be a party? I forgot to tell everybody at the beginning of the show. This is our next week, next week, next week. It's our one-year anniversary. Yay! Yay! Oh, my God, that's so
0: crazy because you know what? It's it's our Radio's one, second is year that anniversary right?
1: next week. Wow. Yeah,
0: October 9th. Oh, how weird is that?
1: So it's our wow. anniversary. I'm like, show, yes. so yes. And it's cool. really funny because, because when I was, I talked, I was talking to Dean Haglund, um back in December, Dean Hagland from the X-Files. And I was talking to him in December and I had just gotten started with the show. And he I said, Oh, it's really great. And I'm really, I've got, you know a lot of listeners and and I'm getting like thousands of people listen to the show every week and I'm really excited about it and he says yeah well, we'll see if you're still excited about it in a year and dean <laughs> guess cuz he's also he's a podcaster
0: you're still excited you're
1: he, still he excited. is he is also a podcaster so um so it, it's, it's I'm still excited you know fun. so there it is <laughs> I have to have him on the show um, anyway. Yeah, you should. Anyway. And by the way, everybody should listen to our hearts interview with um, speaking of the X Files with oh, William yeah. B. Davis, cigarette smoking man crazy. himself. Um, so go on her Blog Talk Radio site and listen to the archive recording of her interview with William B. Davis. Yeah, um, that was insane a fun for you. <laughs> It was great. Um, it was okay, great. so so before we get to this this discussion of all the characters and I'm keeping tabs on the time. We have plenty of time. So what is this Zach about this meme thing that you've got going? I saw it and I I retweeted it and I thought it was pretty cool. So why don't you tell us about it?
4: Okay. So I have to give credit where credit is due. This came from a friend of mine, Sarah Egan um, from uh, Facebook and Twitter. And she basically It's a a press photo, you know, like one of the promo pictures of Snow White that they had from season one where, you know, she's in, like, the bandit Snow um, outfit and, you know, she's kind of got one of her hands on her hips. And at the top of it, it says Snow White, and then at the bottom it says, we'll win you over with rainbow kisses and unicorn stickers. (laughs) So, (laughs) and it's just about, and I I have to tell you, when, when my friend Sarah first posted this, I was reduced to this hysterical, maniacal, like machine gun type laughter because it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen because first of all, hearing Lana Paria, her delivery of that line last night was flawless. Oh, I love it. It was great. It was great. It was was fabulous. And then to to see this, like, yes, Snow White will win you over with rainbow kisses and unicorn stickers. Like it doesn't get any better than this. Like I hope that Ginny Goodwin sees it at some point because she must. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. I tweeted it. Barbara tweeted it out. So, for everybody listening, it's on our it's on our Twitter pages, so go check it out because it's one of the funniest
1: <laughs> months upon a That's time memes funny. I think you'll ever see. <laughs> oh, well, that that brings me to all the characters, and I want to talk about where all the characters are right now, um, because it's it's I just I you know Snow White and uh, Snow White and uh, Prince Charming are like in another world. They are. They live in this mm-hmm. bubble. They live in a bubble, and yeah. it's like, really, you guys. So, so this is what I wrote. This is what I wrote about Snow and Charming. Snow and Charming are all belief and optimism, especially Snow, but their eternal confidence in the goodness of people and that good always wins may not cut it in Neverland. They need a little bit of Emma's cynicism. Leading from a place of only optimism and idealism will not get them very far. Like blind and unquestioning faith, it might lead them to all sorts of traps. On this journey, they must be Emma's mentors, a rather good place for parents, but it leaves their story less interesting than some of the others, at least as it stands now. <coughs> so what's their purpose? What is? What are Snow? And charming. Where are they right now? They have, they've kind of like got the the least thankful role, I think, in the whole enterprise.
4: Yeah, they're kind of relegated to, you know, watching their daughter who so, po- you know, nicely pointed out last night is the same age as them. And, you know, <laughs> what do they... But yeah, but you know what, though? you know what's so funny is that they have they have lived two lives. So they have like two like they really have 56 years worth of experience That's so to speak. True. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they can't really parent her from both sides. I'm just yeah, I don't I don't know. Like they're kind of stuck because she's just mad and mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's so complicated. God, I love this show. Yeah.
0: Too. Well, I know I know, well, and and the thing is is like, yeah, you know, that was one of the things that I struggled with um, last season, the fact that okay, how is this going to work? Because Snow and Charming are the same age as Emma. Like I was having right. a difficult. But, but, but I think
3: they're
2: a, not. A, they just appear to be, and that's that's what yeah, Emma clearly I mean, missed too. They're not yeah, the same age. They're not. They
0: they they have they they do demonstrate their wisdom and their age though through the way that they handle things. Right. I mean, as far as like you know, Charming taking charge of the storybook and, you know, like that kind of a thing. But I really wish and I hope that this is coming, is that they really need to give some layers to Charming. And they need to have like like Snow, yeah, she was down for the count for a little while because she killed yeah. she killed um, you know, Regina's mom and I felt like they didn't they didn't continue that. Like and all of a sudden she's better <clears throat> And I feel yeah. like they need to explore that more. And maybe
1: she will on the island. I mean, we don't and know. And I really that. hope so. Doesn't. I really I really hope that she does. Because right now, to me, they're the most Barbie and Ken-type characters yeah, on the show. Yeah, totally. mm-hmm. well, And, even more you know, I mean. Than
0: Hook, Hook and Emma would be. I mean, seriously. Like, they are just like Pollyannas. And you're just going. Yeah. I mean, and I kind of understood, like, where Emma was going But, like, it is annoying to a certain extent. Um Yeah. Because it's just, you know, they're always like, Raw, rah, we're gonna beat everybody and it's gonna be great and you know, you're just like, Okay, wait a minute, are you
1: looking at good the does not? Yeah. That we're in? Good does not always win. Good does right. not always win. It doesn't. I right? mean but it from doesn't
2: their experience that I mean where they, to be fair, their entire lives where they grew up, where they had right. They both in Storybrooke Enemy and the Enchanted Forest, good did. Whereas Emma's had this totally different life view right. because she didn't grow up there; she grew up in the real world.
1: And that's Emma's right. point. That's Emma's point is that they they live in a bubble. They've they've lived their whole lives in a bubble, and not in this big bad world where bad wins, evil does win. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know they're kind of they're kind of in an opposite place right now. You know, so you have Emma and who is right now um emma is this is what i said about emma when we begin season three emma is back to her cynical self you know she was beginning to believe Mm -hmm. back now you know of course henry's gone and balefire's presumably dead although we know he's not as rumple bluntly tells her she lacks belief in her parents and more importantly herself as well as lacking imagination to get to the Trixie maze that will undoubtedly characterize Neverland. But when she realizes that the squabbling going on board the Jolly Roger has caused the storm, she has to believe in enough magic to believe that, has caused the storm that may destroy them all. She believes enough that she throws herself overboard, knowing it will end the fighting and get everyone on track and end the storm. And she's proven to be right. I love, okay, so. Re- cat fight. There was a cat fight. There was a cat fight and dog fight. Yeah, that was hilarious. Not that was me. that was
0: actually pretty when, funny. When Snow slapped Regina, I was like, Oh my oh god! Oh my god! god. I, I was really like, had-
4: finally, yeah, yes!
0: <laughs> like I love awesome. Regina,
4: but Snow, let her have it. Like she took your oh. whole life. Like Ooh. let her have it.
1: <laughs> it was yep. just
0: awesome. It was just perfect. I loved it. <laughs>
1: And you have all this fighting on board. Oh, what the heck! The ship is gonna sink. It's gonna,
0: it's gonna hit the perfect storm. And exactly. Yeah,
4: no joke, huh? You know, yeah.
0: And George Clooney was gonna come out. Is, I
1: know. I was like, so, totally <laughs> exactly. But, but in a way, in a way, those characters, you know, and and of course, Rumble's kind of out of the picture at that point. But right. those characters all together in one place, talk about a perfect storm.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally.
1: You know, and maybe that was a little nod to the movie, The Perfect Storm. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You know, that wave sure did look, I mean, it sure did look awfully homage i
1: I'm just yes, saying. It did. it did. It did. It did. look like an homage to that. Yes, and I was waiting for George Clooney to kind of jump out from somewhere. <laughs> of course, of course we that would have been hilarious. Shit, that shit was the <laughs> It's one of my favorite movies, by the way, ever, is That's Perfect Norm. I love that movie. It was like,
0: it was so, it was,
1: anyway, yeah. I've watched it like three times. It's so good. Anyway. <laughs> I have two. And then I watched <laughs> it in my You know, it's like, oh, yay. Um, but yeah, so, but I, I thought that was really, you know, they were, and, and of course, when Adam and Eddie said it at, at Comic Con, it wasn't going to take very long for them to sort of have this first crisis where everyone yeah. was going to be at each other. I have to, I have to wonder what Rumple would have done if had he been on the ship at the time. What kind <laughs> oh, of? Oh man. What kind of magic would he have? He probably would have frozen them all. Probably. Oh, that's what I
4: think. He would. He wouldn't have put up with that kind of behavior. He would have just been like, "You are acting like children, and I don't have time for this." Like yes, right. he, he, would have
1: yeah. them. <laughs> he would have just boom put a spell on them, and frozen them, and say, "You guys." Stop it! I mean, he would have. I, I think he would have been pretty effective. Maybe, maybe he would
4: have turned them into wood.
1: <laughs> he would have turned them into wood. <laughs> oh. Yeah, what was that? What did, did to uh, the, did mermaid? the mermaid.
0: Yeah, what was that? I couldn't believe yeah. she did it. Actually, that was like a shocking moment because I didn't expect that at mermaid.
1: all. The mermaid. She was really pretty. Yeah, she was, you know, I, um, I
0: was surprised that they were mean. That the mermaids were like attacking. But then I you, think they you were. were talking earlier, Barbara, and you were saying that yeah, that he's probably looking for
1: for Pan. So. Right, yeah, they were probably under Pan's thumb.
0: Yeah. For some reason.
4: <laughs> well, they really. I know in the cartoon they really had a thing for Peter Pan. Like those mermaids were like mm, really cool. flirty with him and stuff. So I don't know if they're like playing on the same the same thing or that. But back uh, to, to Emma for like Emma jumping off the boat for a second because it's so funny. Like the what I got out of that was you know Rumple was sitting here telling her you know you need when was the last time you took a leap of faith and then she yes. did like right yes. off the ship. Right. I thought it was just well, fantastic. I thought. Yeah. It was,
1: It was a great parallel. Yeah, and that's what I was saying is that you know that's really her first step to belief is taking that leap of faith that she was going to be able to stop them by her leaping off the boat, and she did take that leap of faith that they wouldn't keep fighting and they would rescue her (laughs) because of course (laughs) she didn't know she was going to get clunked on the head either, but um,
0: well,
1: Well, yeah. yeah. So um, to me now, one of the things that's really uh, oh, let me let me let me keep going here because I want to talk about um, um, okay when we get when we get to bailfire, I want to draw some interesting parallels that I picked up and see if you guys agree with me. So let's talk about sure. Regina, my sister said and and she's on my facebook and she watched the premiere and she's like yeah awesome awesome episode and yes okay barbara i agree finally yes rumple is hot she says i don't she says i don't see it and finally she's oh like okay God. all right you're right totally right it's um, like all you had to do was take off the green makeup, and yes, okay, yeah. I get it, I get it. But what oh she said God. was, even... she said that that she says, well, I, there wasn't anywhere enough Regina. Yeah, and I agree. So where where is Regina going to but... be in all this? This is what I this is what I wrote. Um, Regina's place in all this is still to be determined. Right now, she's trapped in the belief that magic is the answer to everything. And it gets her and everyone else into trouble when she puts a curse on the mermaid and turns her to wood. Will she be able to temper her darkly magical inclination enough to help rather than hinder? So what's her place in all of this? She's kind of the the opposite. She's kind of the countervailing force to Snow White and Prince Charming. But but they can be... Snow and Charming are mentors. What's What's Regina's place in all this?
0: Well, Regina, though, so, I mean, ultimately, well, you and I discussed this a little bit earlier, Barbara. We were talking, and I felt like, you know, yeah, I mean, she can be redeemed. I think that, yes. that she is one of the characters uh, on this whole journey, especially to Neverland. It's going to be interesting to see. I have a feeling that she's going to be struggling with you know, between really going all out and doing whatever it takes no matter what, no matter if Henry wants it or not. Like, I feel like Henry, once they get to that scene where, you know, she's within shot of Henry and Henry, you know, there's going to be some type of a struggle there. Does she really do, you know, go all bad? And, I mean, I think that that sort of, and I think, too, the same thing with even Rumpel. I mean, you know, like we discussed yeah. earlier about that, you know. But I don't know. I I, I just feel like she's going to be really struggling with, now, with I, how I much, know. just how much does she use of her of magic. You know, how much? What, how far is she willing to go? Because, you know, we know Rumpel thinks he's going to die there. I mean,
1: right. Just, I think I, Rumpel, Rumpel's in a different position. But I yeah. think, and in, in again, talking about the next episode – um, Regina and Emma get into it over magic. And uh Regina
0: oh,
1: almost, uh, Regina almost gets them into big trouble again. So, you know, I'm I'm wondering where you know, and Regina's tendency is to lead. She's the queen. Yeah. She's the mayor. Mm-hmm. But this isn't right. her quest. This isn't her quest. This is Emma's quest. Right. And it's very clear that this is Emma's quest and um i'm I'm wondering where Regina's gonna fall. I hope that that they give Lana Perea some really meaty stuff to work with, but I'm actually really curious as to as to where they're gonna lead her, what direction they're see they took Rumple off the ship and kind of set him off on his own and I have my own um understanding of what his quest is, and some of it becomes much clearer next week um, and and all the baggage he brings aboard to, to Neverland becomes clearer. But um, I, I'm I'm curious about where Regina – now, um, okay, so I'm going to skip Rumpel for a minute because we talked about him a little bit, but I want to get back to Rumpel because I think that his journey in all of this is going to be – is really a parallel – to Emma's. I think they're almost on they're on not almost, they are on parallel journeys. And um so I want to talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about Hook. One of
0: so, my favorite subjects
1: <laughs> I know, I know. So he's obviously and we talked about this at the top of the show, um, you know, they're really going for a rehabilitation of someone who's a very popular character. And he's flirty, although um, he he's got to like tone down his language wi- about women. He's rather a sexist. He's pig. rather <laughs> yes, he he's is. He's rather a sexist pig. Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, Especially Yes, he, especially yes he's because, Captain Hook. Well,
0: right, and but especially if he thinks he's gonna even like get close to Emma, he's gotta
1: tone it down a bit.
3: <laughs> right, and on, on I and I can flirting with like, Snow White. Yeah,
1: he's flirting with everybody. Yeah. And yeah, he with that everybody. is the
3: only one he did not flirt with. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yet. We'll see. Yet.
0: They haven't um, said the now, paths have not crossed. So. <laughs> now,
3: now
1: of, course, of course, Hook has a long history with Peter Pan. And I really loved the notion that he and Balefire have an emotional path. I yeah, I,
3: I think that that is probably what's going to keep him going on this journey. Is he's in a way in the same journey as, uh, you know, Rumple in a way. You know, he wants to save Bay's son. Yeah. 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 Henry mean, yeah. doesn't mean anything to him personally. He barely no. spent two minutes with him. Right.
1: And that's I think right. he's maybe trying to honor Bellfire. And he kept his sword all that time. Or maybe he just that has the really hots cool. for, maybe he just has the hots for Emma. No,
0: well, I, was, oh, I, like I, I think it's
4: so I think it's so sweet that Emma is fighting with Neil's sword. Like I'm a big swan yeah. fire shipper, so I was yeah. like, Oh my god, that's that. the sweetest thing okay. ever. Like that,
1: So let's talk about Bellfire. So what I loved about this is, and I, I'm finally happy with the way they found to use Mulan and Aurora. Yes, yes. I didn't like perfect. last year. Finally, it fit. Finally, fit. now I can finally. accept it. Now okay, now, so I okay accept, it. Yeah, now I can accept Yeah, now I can accept it. Um, and it's funny because it's only because it's Balefire, who also was a new character last year. Um, yeah. But uh, now I can accept it. So um, I really love that they went to Rumpel's Castle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I really loved that um, you know, he's like, Okay, my father would have something and that he knew enough about what Rumpel did and what Rumpel kept and the staff and the way he wielded the staff. But what I like mm-hmm. staff yeah, mm-hmm. is that he noticed and told it wasn't that he just noticed the notches but that he told Oh yeah. He told Mulan and Aurora and and Robin Hood what those notches meant.
0: Yeah. That how
1: much family really meant to Rumpel. And I think and that I, was
0: a very, very good point to bring up.
1: Yeah. Remind everybody. Yeah. And I think I mean, that's really, really important. And I said to you, Chrissy, earlier, I said, I wonder if he's going to find those clothes that are, you know, were yeah. abandoned in the castle. Yeah. Now, that yeah, that would
3: be quite amazing. He had a shawl with him in Storybrooke. I think the rest of Bay's clothes, what Lily had, probably made it there too.
1: Yeah, that guess, could so. be.
3: That could be.
0: So I want to go. Yeah.
1: I want to go back um, to talk about the parallel journeys um, that we have, and I think Balefire, Emma, and Rumpel yeah. are kind of on these parallel journey. These parallel journeys. Um, and I think for Rumpel, I mean, for, for, for Emma, it's about belief, right? It's about learning to believe. Right. She's an abandoned child. Her son is an abandoned child.
3: Right. Rumpel,
1: Rumpel is an abandoned child. Right. Uh, ooh, was that a spoiler? Oh, God. Did you guys know that?
0: Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. I think you just.
1: No, it was, I thought it was pretty clear. for other. Okay. Um, and that that he was on Never, you know, he was in Neverland before, and you know, um, yeah. and mm-hmm. we know we know that that Rumple's father, um, left. Yeah, we knew that that Rumple's father left. Yeah. left. yeah, 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 no, we, we knew, knew that. that. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah, I, I was like okay, because that's actually really important to the next episode, by the way. Um, so um, we know so so he's an abandoned child, his son and is an abandoned child. And his grandson is an abandoned child. And Mm -hmm. both Emma and Rumpel are both on a journey to break that cycle, as is Balefire. Because Mm -hmm. he's an abandoned child who abandoned his child, even though he didn't know he was abandoning his child. So you have this cycle of abandonment and dark consequences. And I think all three of them are on this journey to overcome that. And and that goes back to the finding out who they really are. That they are not they they shouldn't be defined by their abandonment. And that something else, that they have to come to grips with it and embrace it mm-hmm. or or get over it or not get over it. Because you can never get over something like that. Or move past it. And in order for them to go on or to save Henry, in the case of Emma and Rumpel, they need to come to grips with it. So what I wrote about this is Rumpel's journey is interesting and parallels Emma's. We know by now that Rumpel has a history in Neverland. How does he feel to be back there? He seems courageous enough. And remember, we talk about Rumpel being a coward. He seems courageous enough, Mm -hmm. going off on his own to seek out Peter Pan. But when confronted with Pan's lost boy, who throws a doll at Rumpel's feet, it seems to crush him. Why? What is it about this doll that causes such an emotional breakdown in the dark one? And then I say, I promise we'll find out more about that in the next episode. And really begin to understand the personal stakes Rumpel has on this quest, far beyond saving Henry. Um, So... And then I say, of all the heroes on this journey, Rumpel is the only one. This is my Rumpel, my Rumpel fandom go- coming out, I suppose. <laughs> Rumpel is the only one who feels he will not come out of this alive. Yet, in order to save Henry, he risks his life. It goes back to the prophecy that Henry will be Rumpel's undoing and what that actually signifies. Yes, it means the undoing of the Dark One. But does that mean the undoing of Rumpel as in his death or the lifting under the, of the curse under which he lives? Um, It is interesting that he decides to find Henry on his own without the strength of the entire team behind him or by his side, and I was actually thinking about that. What is he trying to prove, or is it that he's afraid that his Rumpel-esque bravado will be discovered to be somewhat of a paper tiger? He believes himself to be a coward, and what would happen should his fear get the better of him while everyone else is around him? So I'm wondering if that drives him, that drove him more than anything to abandon everyone
3: else. Um, I think that part of it is he knows that Snow and Charming cannot help themselves. They've saved Regina 10 billion times, and I think that he wants to make this his sacrifice, you know? He doesn't Mm -hmm. want any interference on their part, you know, for them to take the bullet or take the arrow or whatever is coming their way. He wants
1: to be, he wants to be the brave one. He's got a, he's because he's always lived with this idea that he's a coward and that his father was a coward and he's always tried to overcome that and trying to do that by becoming the dark one hasn't turned out so well for him. And, you know, maybe this is coming to grips with finding the brave person inside him, the courageous person inside him that is there. Um, But I think, and and so that's why, that's one of the reasons I think he and Emma are on this. um, uh, Yes, Matt Cartelli says he's also frightened of Pan. He is frightened of Pan. He is. And, um, ooh, he asks, do you think Rumpel is going to be tempted to let Henry die? Okay, stay tuned next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can't tell you any more than that. Just, I can't. I can't um tuned. stay tuned, um, but I really um, yes, I know, um, I know
2: uh, Carith, power, you say
1: yeah. that Rumpel is not a coward Thank and th- you. he's just trying to keep his power. he's not keep- a coward, but he thinks of himself as a coward, just like Emma thinks of herself as not believing in anything, she thinks of herself as the ultimate cynic, I right. see, and that's that's really it. And um, but, I think so. I think they're on they're on personal quests, and I love this. I love the fact that they're parallel, and I'm never going to let that go because I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Well, the mm-hmm. other issue that
0: everyone needs to remember here is that you know he he has resigned to the fact that he is going to give up his life, or AKA yeah. give up being the Dark
1: One. Okay. Well but but you know what? what? Is, he may be thinking he's gonna give up his life to die. He's life. gonna he's gonna die. Right. right. You know, but that's not, know I, believe,
4: I'm with you, Barbara. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what undoing means. I mean
1: right. undoing no. could
4: mean a lot of things. I mean and the right. 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 but, uh, but, 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 yeah. but it's
1: what Rumpel believes it means. And I, I right, absolutely, I right. absolutely, 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 absolutely believe that Rumpel thinks that his undoing means that he's going to die. It's like he says to the Lost Boy. It's not a question of whether I. Right. Oh yeah,
4: that's okay. Yeah, lost. that's true. Yeah.
1: You know, it's I. I. We both know that I'm not. Right. Uh,
3: and,
1: so and, Becky you know, says. But, Becky says Rumpel is very clever. He always has a backup plan. Um, usually something that will play to his advantage. Except Becky, in Neverland. I don't
0: think so. In this, this is Uh-oh. a problem
1: for Rumpel. Rumpel, this. is, Rumpel has I to have overcome control. his this is probably Rumpel's greatest fear in the entire universe is that he's back in Neverland where he probably were some of the worst days of his life before he became the dark one and I think that He's gonna be off his game to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And I think we already saw that in the premiere and I think we are gonna see mm-hmm. that big time. Mm-hmm. Big time in the next episode. Um and and Matt says, I feel it'll get extra complicated when he finds out Neil's alive. Yeah that can affect whether he wants to save Henry for better or worse. Um well I think he's gonna to want to save Henry even more because Neil's Henry's father. Right. And he's going yeah, I would he's agree. he's actually going to want to prove to Neil that he's changed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That he's yeah, back- and I Yeah. And
4: it's like something right. from his past. Eventually he's going to have to face, you know, because we know his father abandoned him and all those other things. So eventually he's going to have to face all this and be like, look, I can't keep doing this. Like it's like, cause, like you said, Barbara, if Neverland makes you face where he's, who you really are, then Rumpel deep down knows that, he's, that this is not really him, that the Dark One isn't really who he right. is. That that's, that's right. you know what I mean. So it it seems so like that decent, will definitely come into play. Right,
1: and he's a decent person and yeah. um an a person. And um. Only, after, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was just gonna say, that not only
0: that, the thing you got to remember, you know, he thinks he's. Well, let's just say he thinks he believes in his heart he's going to die, physically die. But what we all feel, and I know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that it, it's he's going to be stripped of the dark ones now. He has always held the upper hand with Regina by being the Dark One, right? So if he's not the Dark One anymore, what? How is he going to move forward and function going back to Storybrooke? And he's not the Dark One anymore. I mean, yeah, right now, you know. So that's going to be, and he hasn't even thought of.
1: magic, because he knows magic. I mean, he is magical, right, right. but he's also magical enough to be able to teach magic to people who were not magical. So Regina yeah. wasn't magical. Cora wasn't magical. True. And Rumpel was able to teach them magic. Rumpel still knows magic. But if he's no longer the dark one, it doesn't necessarily mean he no longer has magic. Oh, that's such a great no, point, Barbara. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not- but he's <laughs> not going to be the all-powerful dark one that has the upper hand.
3: He right. might but be on
0: still be even magical. playing field. With yeah, Regina. he'd be able to be
3: killed finally.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, then there's that worry, you know, for him. And But, yeah, he'll be on even playing field with Regina. Yeah. But yeah, he won't what is that going to be? Yeah. Be
3: immortal. And, I
0: mean, like, he's just always, I mean, think about it, way back in Skin Deep. You know he was just livid. he thought that Bell was working with Regina to you know get rid of you know make him not be the dark one anymore
1: I mean that' but now state. but now, if it means and if it means though so, that he can be reunited with bellfire if once he learns that bellfire's living right, right um then um okay, the only way to kill him is to stab him with the dagger ha. Right. <laughs> Okay.
3: Oh well, you can't say anything
0: though, <laughs> Barbara. Hey, can
4: we talk about Peter
3: Pan?
1: Oh, Peter Pan. Let's talk about Peter Pan. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my gosh,
4: that kid, that Robbie Kay, the actor Robbie who Perry played him, he did awesome. such a great job. Okay,
1: so he's like, he's well, let like, let me Chris tell you, that they know each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys yes, know each other. Yes, him. I interviewed. Well, well, I interviewed he him before interviewed
0: him. He was. Yeah, he, yeah, right, yes, I don't know about that, but it was very cool because I got to interview him for uh, a movie he did called Ways to Live Forever, which is fabulous. He was like 12 or 13 when he did it, now he's like 17, but I got to interview him for that, and he had, they had just um, mentioned that, yeah, that he was going to be one of the Lost Boys, but we didn't know he was going to be Peter Pan. What a great twist that was. I, mean, yeah, the oh, that was, great. I
1: love that. I, just, I really love it. And- He's excellent, and he's even. And you, you get, get much. You get to see more of him in the next episode, and it's actually really, really cool. I can't actually wait until his first scene with Rumble. That's going to be yeah. awesome.
3: Oh that yeah, that's oh, Yeah, that, And
1: this
0: that, kid oh. has got. But you know, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean with Johnny Depp. He was in like I think the second movie. I think it was the second. No, the third movie he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. He was one of the the kids in that movie, and I mean, he, I think he 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 might be in the next uh, Pirates. I don't know, but um, but yeah, he's just he's a very talented young guy, and I mean, I was really happy that they actually made him Peter Pan because, you know, he definitely has the chops, and and I loved the whole way that he lured Henry into using the pixie dust. I mean, how clever was that?
1: That was really, really. Staring cool. out
0: the believer. Oh my yeah. God! I was like, no way. So, yeah. so
1: hang on. So, so guys. So guys. So Becky Stevens in the chat Thank room you. says. <laughs> hi Becky. Sorry, um, hi, hi Becky. Becky um, says I think Peter Pan wants to get off the island and
2: grow up normal.
1: Hmm. That's an interesting idea.
2: I like I bet you that. know if he gets off the island, then he's going to get drunk and yell. We have to
1: go back. <laughs>
0: We don't need that. have all the parents who wants rules and <laughs>
1: right, right, right. Oh, that's I don't want to grow up. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, Matt, oh, Matt Cartelli said, "Yeah, it's, it's Pies of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides." That's the that's the movie that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stay within, but yeah. Yeah, I'm wow. trying to hopefully fingers crossed get an interview within. So if I do I'll be writing it on Blog Critics, so
1: So so gosh, I can't believe we're down to our last six minutes. Oh my god.
0: So do <laughs> you guys have any
1: do you guys have like any questions for me like about the next episode that I can tease? Oh my lord. Anyone in um, the chat room if you have any questions? <laughs> I'll tease. I won't spoil. I never spoil ever, but I will tease.
4: Ooh. I know a little I about mean, too, much too much so I can't say. Is. I mean, I don't know what to say.
1: Oh, you already. Oh, you've seen it. Have you seen it? Well, I well no,
4: I didn't. I didn't see it, but I kind of like. I was looking at the preview, and I just saw a couple of uh, details. Shall we say a couple of prop details that you know something is embedded in something, and you know it kind of. Whoa, like, wait, you wait, know,
0: wait, 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 what did you see? Wait, say? what? Wait, what did you
4: see? In, in, in the commercial for, you know, at the end of the episode right. when they do the preview for next week's episode, there's a scene right. of Snow White pulling a sword out of a stone. And oh, then that is also like uh, the little thing yeah. sitting there. So I was like, oh, okay, so maybe Snow White is figuring out her thing. And then Emma has to figure out her thing. And it's like a mom-daughter thing. Ooh, wouldn't that be cool? Like yeah,
1: yeah that would there, There's some pretty cool stuff that goes that goes in. Um, Matt um,
0: Cartelli just said there's a 20 minute Wonderland pilot that is now available for everyone yeah.
1: to watch on that, Hulu and HBO. <H2> yeah, they put that online. that's the one, yeah. that's the one you awesome. and I, Zach, we watched that um, the Saturday of Comic Con. That's what we watched.
2: That yeah, that's been on the press site for a while. I watched it last weekend. It was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, but thanks, Matt, for posting that. That yeah, was the one great. they showed at Comic Con, and that they made available to the press, and they took it off the press site today, and so they've oh, made really it good. available to everyone. Yeah, yeah. So I will, um, when I do a, sh- when I, I, I maybe I'll do an article and I'll embed it um, in an article on my blog, not on. Uh, oh, that's a good
0: idea.
1: Also, so,
0: can I just mention real quick? Um, on Wednesday, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Once Upon a Time as well. But we're I'm encouraging it, fans to call in so we can chat about it. So if you guys want to, um, it's continue Wednesday the conversation. <laughs> continue, the, continue conversation. the conversation and ponder more. But you know, basically getting the fans' voice because that's what our heart is, is basically trying to uh, give you guys a voice. So um, if you want to.
1: So Becky says, any good one-liners for next week? Oh, my gosh. I always miss oh the one line- on the first watch. There are some good one-liners. There are some poignant moments. There are some great um, – there's a great moment between Charming and Rumple back in the Enchanted Forest. By the way, we go all the way back to the very, 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 very beginning of the show. In next episode.
0: Okay, so Sarah Egan said, I'm more curious as to where the origin of the story came from. If Neverland is the place where imagination comes from, and stories come from imagination, can the book come from Neverland? I totally oh, have a is. theory about
4: that too. Oh my god, that's so funny! Oh, what's your theory? What's your theory? <laughs> I think
0: that's
4: I
2: think hilarious. that the same
4: person. I think that the person who wrote the book is also the person who gave Pam the drawing of Henry because it looks like something out of the book, and maybe it's yeah. the traffic department is the same. But that's well. Honestly, it's kind of funny. Oh, I that's think that interesting. The, like, There's a
1: connection.
4: There's an interconnection. Like, well, my, my my theory is kind of long-winded, but I think that the person who wrote the book is the sorcerer from Fantasia because his hat is totally in skin deep in Rumpel's like room. And so kind of going with like my dark one shadow theory, my idea is that like the powers came from Neverland. They came over and took hold of somebody, let's just say Brad Dereef for lack of a better version. And so that's where the powers came from. The sorcerer realized what was happening. He knew that Henry was going to be the one to undo everything and he's, like, way older than Rumpelstiltskin, because I feel there has to be somebody who's pulling the strings more than Rumpelstiltskin.
0: Yeah, it could yeah. So,
4: anyways, I think that he wrote the book. He, like, made sure that Pan would also get the drawings, so that then he can come take Henry, and then the powers can all be dissolved, and everything can go back to the way that it was. And then Rumpel won't have any powers anymore, and he can get his hat back. And then he'll be, like, the big old sorcerer again. <laughs> I would think, oh, you're nuts, that's nuts, that's crazy, but... In the deleted scenes on season two, in one of the scenes, Wendy Darling is reading *The Sorcerer's Apprentice*. I'm just oh. saying. Mm. Oh, very
0: I like interesting.
1: That story, man. That's great. Very interesting. So I
4: like that
1: could be. That's that's <laughs> the that's the series finale that you're hearing right now. Well, yeah, there you go. Here,
2: here in season so, three. <laughs> yeah. It so was so, the series finale to so Eddie and Adam hear this, and then they're like, "Nope, change it up."
1: Yeah, they're going to change it. If they're listening in, they're going to change it up.
2: Um, so I love, <laughs> yeah.
1: I love I love the season premiere. I cannot wait to see where it's going. To be honest, as I said to Chrissy earlier, as much as I liked the season premiere, I even like episode two, yeah. even, even, even more. And it's not just because we see a little bit of Rombel, um, <laughs> but it is, it is uh, a great episode in so many ways. So we are out of time, believe it or not. So I want to say thank mm-hmm. you to our panel, our big panel. Wow. Um and uh come back next Monday night again and we're going to talk about the second episode. So come on back and uh yes, Carlisle says Ep4 is supposed to be really good and it is actually a, a rumple still skin focused episode. Yay. So yes. So yeah, I'm looking Always looking forward to that. And we are down to the last 10 seconds. So good. So I want to say goodbye and thank you to Zach Van Norman from Once Upon a Fan, Our Heart Chrissy, um, Jerome Wetzel TV. Follow everybody, all of everybody on Twitter. And uh, thank you all for listening in. Come on back next week. Bye now. Bye, V.
0: Bye. 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 <laughs>